Yeah, hi, good day. Thank you again for tuning in. My name is Nana Evelyn. It's such an honor to um, have you on this podcast today. Thank you very much for joining in. It is the 11th day in the month of January 2024. And today we will be discussing our concluding episode on parenting. Please, if you haven't listened to the past episodes on the subject, I encourage you to please um, seek them out wherever you get your podcast and listen to them. So we have thought that, I personally have thought that we were done with this topic having um, released about four more episodes on the subject, but recently God helped me to understand that there were a couple of things that we still had to share and um, maybe reiterate. Excuse me, forgive me, I have a cough. <coughs> Pardon me. So there were a couple of things that um, he would like us to put out there and reiterate and i hope and pray that it blesses you or someone listening so essentially there are like six points that um, we are going to be sharing on this concluding episode and i will just quickly delve into them so we can keep this episode as short as possible i'll try not to tell you a lot of stories so that this episode does not uh overrun the target time so Number one point, and um, maybe just by way of introduction, so uh, we have discussed parenting, we discussed um, the introduction, we talked about the parenting styles, we also talked about um, some tips on parenting, and I would just like to add that beyond this podcast episode, please seek out parenting experts, Uh, do not be shy to read articles and seek out works of published authors on the subject seek out the work of experts to help you and most importantly ask god for direction on how to handle the package that he has blessed you with because children are a gift from god right and how best can you handle them how best can you manage them how best can you get the best out of them um, aside from um, if not by following the directions of the one that give them to you, right? God the Father Himself. So the first, um, the first uh, item would like to share on this concluding episode of parenting is, uh, and I think it's like given the foundation, you need to agree with your partner on how to raise your child. You need to agree with your partner on how you can raise your child. If you have not had such agreements be before now, please, it is not too late for you to agree now from now onwards on how you both are going to raise your child. If you do not have your partner in your life, then you need to agree with God for God to direct you on how to raise your child. Now, um, you, you, if you have your partner in your life, you have your spouse, and I pray to God that you do have your spouse because children ought to be raised by the father and the mother, and that's why God has um, allowed for two people to make a baby. So I pray that this ideal situation is what you have. Um, you, you and your pa- partner need to agree that you should not argue quarrel nor disagree with each other in the presence of your children that can be very confusing to children especially when they are very young 
Um, in fact, a lot of the baby showers that I, I have had the privilege and the honor to attend, one thing I always say to the mother-to-be is, please, 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 as much as possible, preserve the sanctity of this child by not arguing with your partner in the presence of your child. That can be very scary for children because you both are like this, this child's life is in your hands. Like they are trusting you from the time they are born. You are everything to them. (laughs) You know, uh, you are the reason. In fact, as far as they are concerned, you're like God on earth for them it is along the way that sometimes uh, parents and adults begin to adulterate the original setting and thinking of children and one way you can actually mess up with your child's mind is by quarreling arguing or disagreeing with your with your spouse in the presence of your children so you need to as much as possible Help your children to understand that you and your partner are a team, that you and your spouse are a team. Uh, Fighting is a taboo. In fact, (laughs) fighting with your partner is completely defiles the original capacity and the makeup of your child. And you have to, as much as possible, avoid that. If you have ever done it, you need to go to God and ask God for forgiveness and ask God to help correct all the wrongs that may have resulted from that misbehavior of yours honestly you may not know that you have damaged a couple of things in your child until much later in life so this is a time for you to begin to pray for God to correct the mistakes you've made correct the consequences of the mistakes that you may have made and help your child to grow to become the best of who God has ordained him or her to be now just to give you an example of what we mean when we say do not argue, do not quarrel, do not disagree uh, with your spouse in the presence of your children. <coughs> Excuse me, please. Oh Lord, <laughs> whether it's so cold, I have, I have a cough. <coughs> so, um, uh, as you mean, for example, that your child, um, you, you, maybe one spouse has told the child something, or the child needs something and has asked for. One, one spouse to give it to one parent to give it to to the child or maybe one parent has corrected the child over something the child then goes to the other parents and reports the previous parent to say oh mommy or daddy said so so and so mommy or daddy scolded me mommy or daddy or daddy refused to give me so so and so can you give it because children are very smart you would not know they are the best negotiators you can ever find because they are pure they they once once they want something they are determined unless of course that child has been broken from the beginning but most children are determined they can negotiate they can appeal and of course as a parent sometimes you just give in so you need to learn how to stand with your partner in in training your child do not uh when when your children come to report the other parent you do not take sides with your child you need to find an intelligent way to reach out to your partner and agree on how to respond and it's best that the partner who was reported the partner who had first put out the action that the child is finding confusing it is best that that partner is the one who um 
gives out whatever mitigating factor you have both agreed on so that your child sees that okay this this partner is not my enemy um what this partner meant for me is for good and it somehow it enhances the trust that the child has for both parents i hope that god helps you to understand that point better i'm trying not to spend so much time in explaining it okay the second point is for you to be careful on how you use your words on your children words are powerful so be careful not to use demeaning and hurtful words on your children regardless of their age in fact you have to be more deliberate in crafting the future of your child through the words that you use so you have to be more deliberate to use your words to craft the future that you desire for your child so words um create right words are powerful they create and that's why god has said that look one of the things i hate is a a lying tongue because a lying tongue misuses the power of words and in the new testament i think uh, it was um james that helps us to understand that look the the tongue is uh, is small but it is the most powerful member of the body that the power of life and death lies in the tongue with the tongue you can kill with the tongue you can create with the tongue you can pull down and build up so you have to choose you have to choose to use your words deliberately. Words are often indestructible, unless the word, the, unless the grace of God uh, intervenes to um, erase the consequence of those words. Words are often indestructible, so you have to be very careful because words can leave an indelible injury or scar that may result in unintended consequences. For example, a child has been told that you will never do well. That child goes around in life as they grow older, you know, just continuously remembering that word that has echoed in their head. And every time they want to do something, they are afraid, or maybe they, the reverse ends up being the case that they try to prove to somebody, they try to prove to everyone that they meet that they can do well and they become so aggressive and competitive that they can do anything just to have their way. In fact, if you listen to a lot of adults, um, they, they will share with you some things that they heard from their childhood days. And those who are very honest and um, vulnerable will tell you how those words that have been spoken to them either damage them or help to build them up. So you have to be very careful in what you say to your child, even if you are joking even in a joke, <laughs> please be careful about what you be careful with what you say to your children. Whether you are angry, um, uh, you're, 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 you're so happy, or you be very careful and be careful about what other people say to your children. So you have to, you have to, um, do, do not, do not keep quiet when somebody is maligning your child, when somebody is, uh, saying things that can actually be very hurtful to your child and you just keep quiet to say out of respect, mm-mm, mm-mm, please, you have to intervene and respectfully, uh, get that person to stop. And uh, also make a declaration on the child, you know, just to reinforce what you want. And also do your best to erase whatever negative um, consequence may have been 
uh, imprinted on your child from those words that were said uh, by a third party. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. So, once again, please be more deliberate in crafting the future that you want for your children through the words that you speak to them. Number three, let your child be a child. Yes, let children be children. Do not force them to grow faster than they should. Protect your children from unhealthy gadgets and technology. Now, because many parents are pressed for time and their attention is caught in different things, and uh, most times people have to work extra hard to be able to afford the kind of life that they desire for themselves and their children. You see that most parents don't have time for their children anymore. You don't even have the time to to gist, to talk to your child, to hear from them. Uh, sometimes you feel like even talking to your child, especially when they are younger you feel like it's a waste of time because they are just blabbing you know to you you feel like they're just blabbing they're just saying things that are not making sense meanwhile you have a deadline at the office waiting for you you have um xyz reports to submit you have so so and so plans that you want to execute in order to achieve why results please be very deliberate in ensuring that your children are children give them time to um, interact with you do not in the midst of uh, or in the intention or desire to protect your time or your deliverables or those things that you think are more important you just toss a phone at them i see a lot of adults doing this these days you know your child is crying you just give them a phone you know and open a game for them in fact people even buy tablets for their children i'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that but you need to be very careful and deliberate in how you use that the one of giving your child your phone for me that is a complete no that is a complete no. You need to avoid that as much as possible. There are some uh, technological gadgets that are clearly designed for children. Um, you, you also need to be very careful uh, as to how you expose them to those gadgets. The screen time, you know, what they are watching, even something as simple as uh, a television program, watching cartoons. I don't understand who is responsible for the kind of cartoons that are released these days. But I was speaking with a child expert a couple of uh, days ago and she agreed with me that something has to be done about children media children media i don't know who vets the cartoons i don't know what the intention is i don't know what the agenda is but some of the cartoons are very destructive very disheartening to watch even i as an adult cannot um sit through uh, a lot of them because the actions that they put out uh, from the um from the cartoon images the words that they spoke that they speak a lot of the times the children are very destructive or um very antagonistic of each other or very disrespectful to adults and elders or extremely ambitious even to the point of danger i don't know what the what the intention is really in putting out in putting out those messages for for children i, I mean the children in the cartoons or uh, the images the characters in the cartoons because sometimes you have robots you have animals and all that in the cartoons so you have to be very deliberate about what your child is digesting in fact one way you can help to ensure that your child is exposed to the right materials is by buying the books that they read buy the books that they read supervise um 
them as they read those books, uh, explain to them when they have questions from those books, um, ensure that they that they are gifted in other things. You know, what are they using their hands for? Well, once upon a time, children had um, this thing called um, some kind of clay, uh, uh, plastic clay. Uh, in my days, we used to call it plasticine. I don't know what it's called in your in your jurisdiction, but it was called plasticine, and you could mold different things with it. So you express your creative abilities. Um, children were always giving crayons and a plain sheet to just draw whatever it is that comes to their mind. Um, you need to find a way to help your child to express their creative abilities and protect them from harmful substances and unhealthy gadgets and technology also give your child the freedom and the time to play in a safe environment when we were children we were always in fact we had play time uh these days most schools load children with so much assignments that they don't uh, they call it homework at the elementary stage that they almost not have time to become children i don't know who designed the educational system like that and I, I really don't know what the aim and the objective is because what we see is that uh children miss out out on these um, stages of their childhood in psychology, there's a name given to it. There's a, there, there are different stages that human beings are expected to experience. And if you miss any of the stages, it will manifest later in life and come back to either haunt you or you begin to manifest that stage much later in life in an unhealthy way. So we, 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 uh, as a parent, you need to, um, uh, as much as possible, ensure that your children are children. Give them sufficient time to play. If you find out that they are that they are being given excess homework as a parent um in those days we used to have parent teachers association where uh, parents could speak to the school and tell the school um uh, share their thoughts and concerns with the schools in order to enable the schools to uh, fashion their curriculum in a way that it is best fitted for the children. I'm not sure whether we still have those, but if we have those, please make good use of those parent-teachers association meetings. Attend the meetings, make your contributions, observe, make observations from your child and take your observations to the PTA meeting and air your concerns. Make contributions that will uh, be beneficial to your children and other children in that school and if you do not have a pta please make time out to see the teacher who is teaching the child and if possible speak with the administration of the school on how to better ensure that your child is well managed by the school so that your child grows up to be the best version of themselves so um uh have a play area for your children in fact the best play area for children is outside so that they can breathe natural air with the hope that your environment has clean air and the environment itself is clean and safe for them um with a lot of the things that, is, that, that are happening in the world right now, it's really unfortunate that children oftentimes are targets of uh, pedophiles and other bad people in the society. So you have to keep an eye on your children to make sure that they are playing in a safe environment. During play, they are able to express themselves. They are able to learn naturally. They are able to grow intuitively and develop so many other capacities now don't also isolate them from other children in fact you need to supervise and be sure that they are playing with the right kids that they have the right children in their circles that will help them to um to to grow and become the best of who who um who they are supposed to be 
Now, still on this point, number three, you need to keep your child healthy by ensuring that they are fed properly, ensure that they take their baths regularly. In fact, the recommended bath time is twice a day in the morning and in the evening because you know that children play a lot and this personal hygiene will uh, go a long way to ensure that they that they grow properly free of diseases and uh, sicknesses ensure that they have clean laundry so children can uh, in the course of their play they get their clothes dirty please ensure that their clothes are clean and that your home is also clean and you may not know it but the way your house is is somehow doing something to your child's psychology that they could grow up to replicate the same thing. So ensure that your home is clean because a clean home ensures that your children are healthy, uh, keeps diseases and sicknesses away as much as possible and gives them the vitality that they need to, um, to be the best that they can be. Also ensure that your child has proper rest time you need to have a bedtime for your child and also siesta hours and put in appropriate measures to ensure that you enforce that bedtime and siesta uh, time ensure that your child gets um, a proper quantum of sleep time so that they can uh, have sufficient energy to learn to grow and become uh, the best that they can be now also monitor and supervise their academic progress i've talked i've talked about um attending open days uh make sure that you um uh attend as many meetings as uh possible for for parents either you or your spouse but make sure that there is a representation and if you or your spouse are not able to attend if you have somebody else that can attend on your behalf please ensure but as much as you can be there physically be there physically when i was growing up there were open days when our parents could come to school and hear from our teachers firsthand on our performance inspect our books because um back then in in um in the elementary school there were some books we were not allowed to go home with so we had to keep them in school and our parents will have to uh, inspect and see what we had been doing and for me my handwriting uh, from childhood had never really been the best i used to scribble like a chicken and i used to cancel a lot like I'll write something i'll strike it and uh, there was a time i used to like do like a very rough my dad would just look at it and say nena what is this and then when we when when we got home he he deliberately began to teach me how to write um he would make sure that i took writing classes um there in the house he, he he bought an exercise book he would hold my hand then he would write uh, certain letters and instruct me on how to make sure that i do not allow allow it to exceed a certain line now all of that helped to make me understand the importance of writing clearly and he kept explaining to me that i needed to write legibly so that um, the essence of what i was writing will be accurately conveyed to the next person and not be lost in transmission and um that that really helped me a lot in my in my writing um supervise your children's homework and their assignments know their friends know their teachers and as much as possible 
uh, interact with their friends and their teachers because these are the people who will end up helping to shape the person that your child becomes. So you need to interact with them, ensure that you know where they are, um, where there are commendations to give. Because if you have, if your child has a good friend, you need to encourage that person to keep being a friend to your child. I have a friend who we have been friends for um almost 30 years now more than 25 years going on 30 years and in the early stage of our of our friendship our parents knew about our friendship and they they observed us they observed the homes that we came from and um confirmed that we were good to be friends to each other and they encouraged us i remember there were times when i had a fight with my friend and i would tell my mom about it and then she would give me an advice she would she would give me advice on how to manage the fight and one thing that we have always done uh, from our childhood days was not to slander each other not to malign each other not to take our problems outside you know we settle and resolve our conflicts ourselves and we encourage each other to uh, to thrive we celebrate each other knowing that we all have different seasons and we help each other to be the best that we can be all of that came from the foundational aspect of our parents supporting our friendship because they realized that we were each good people and they felt that we were good for each other as 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 friends to help each other in this journey called life and that it's been almost 30 years now of friendship from that uh childhood friend that uh, that that was born in at the time so encourage them to make good friends and encourage uh, good friendship when you see them um for their teachers as well, encourage the teachers that teachers that put out the right message that help them to become the best of themselves. Encourage them. It's not out of place to buy a small gift for the teacher of your child, or um, when you drop them off at school, just make time out to see the teachers say hello and say thank you. They are also human beings, right? And they will appreciate these kind gestures. It's not just making time to see them when you have a complaint. Uh, when they, when they are also uh, commendations, please make out time to see them. Like For example, this is a new year and uh, school term will be resuming soon for those that have not already resumed. It is there's nothing wrong in fact it's it's actually encouraging for you to buy a thank you card and scribble a note and give it to your child to take to school and deliver it to the teacher that makes the teacher feel seen uh, makes the teacher to know that their work is appreciated and ultimately encourages them to do more now ensure that your children are also in a safe environment ensure that your children are in a safe environment you need to ensure that your home is not exposed to uh, people or things that could hurt your children for example you need to inspect your home from time to time when you notice that there's a naked wire here you notice that there's a nail protruding there you notice that there's something that could harm your child please take care of it immediately take care of it immediately not just for your sake but for the che- for the sake of the child and for the human beings the individuals that you bring into your home whether they are friends relatives or whatever you have to be sure that they are um, good enough for your child to be safe with do not trust people blindly now sadly there are tales of people who have um, 
by themselves brought in abusive people that come into their homes to defile their children. Either they defile their children sexually or they maltreat, mistreat the children or abuse them in, in different ways. And, um, sometimes because parents are not attentive, they are not able to pick up the clues that these things are happening until the child is damaged for life. Um, I remember there was a time I was talking to an adult, uh, and, and he was telling me, and this person was at the time we were speaking, who was a grown person of almost 50 years old. And he was telling me of the first time he saw, uh, he saw a naked female and he said, Oh, that his parents had, um, a, how his parents were living in, um, a kind of public, I don't know how to explain it now, but in, in Nigeria, they call it face me, I face you kind of apartments where you have multiple rooms with different people. And then you have a long corridor, almost like a hotel style kind of arrangement, right? And then everybody cooks in a common kitchen. They use a common bathroom and all that. So he said his parents had that. And, uh, there was a particular day that, um, his parents were not around and a lady from another room another house uh, another room within the same compound called him and said oh come and apply um uh, come and apply pomade on my back and he went there innocently and he was staring at the whole anatomy of of the of the of the of this person and of course he didn't tell his parents when his parents came back that oh this person made me do this for some people they they, they just are passing by somewhere and they see something that they are not supposed to see so because the parents are so busy trying to survive and for the parents they feel like oh they are working to make money to take care of this child but unknown to you the child you want to take care of is being damaged by the environment that you have placed them is being damaged by your own carelessness and your inability to to be observant so as a parent you need to be very careful when you're choosing where to live the location that you live in uh the kind of neighborhood you want to stay in the kind of people who should come within your circle you need to be very very careful if you, even if you are not yet a parent um as long as you you expect to have children while you while you live there you need to consider all of these factors and ensure that you as much as possible have a safe environment where your children can thrive excuse me now point number four um Beyond being a parent, aim to become a friend to your child. Yes, this one is very, very important because people think that parenting is being a boss. (laughs) I'm your father. I'm your mother. I'm your boss. You must listen to me. You must respect me. No, beyond being a parent, you have to, um, as much as possible, Work towards becoming a friend to your child. Now, that friendship is earned. Uh, you, you need to earn their trust by respecting them and keeping their confidence. There are times when... Um, uh, so let me give you an example using myself. When I was much younger, I told my mom almost everything. In fact, I told her everything when I was much younger. You know, I would... Um, I would share with her and before I knew it, I would see my dad talking to me about the same thing. Wow. So 
over time i began to realize that my mom was telling my dad everything that was telling her and his reaction was not exactly what i expected so i stopped telling her stuff so when when you breach your children's uh, confidence <laughs> they are human beings you need to first of all realize that they are not they are not um they are not a blank page they are not an uh, inanimate object they are human beings they have feelings they have thoughts they have a mind of their own they have a spirit they have a soul they can think they can they can conceive ideas they can draw conclusions everything you are capable of doing plus more your child can do it so you need to as much as possible ensure that you maintain their confidence now i know that as a spouse you will not want to hide um, any information that you get from your child from your partner granted and very important that you share with the other partner but you both need to agree on how you handle that information in a way that the child does not begin to think that it is you both against him or her because that's what happens sometimes um you see that the child begins to feel like ah oh my parents are against me so i'm i'm not going to tell them anything again and if they are not telling you they are telling somebody else and most times more often than not they are telling somebody who does not have their best interest at heart so you need to as much as possible ensure that you maintain your children's confidence uh you and your if, for example if your child tells you something and you of course you know you want to tell your partner but you both need to agree on how you are going to handle that information in a way that your child does not feel that you have breached their trust and their confidence you need to pray for you need to pray to god to give you the wisdom on how to respond to your children's questions encourage your children to ask you questions encourage your children to ask you questions and you need to ask god to help you to learn how to respond to those questions of course you don't want to lie because if you lie in responding to their questions they're going to find out the truth some way or the other and once they discover the truth hmm, they're not likely to ask you any question again and if they're not asking you rest assured that they're asking somebody else and the person they're asking may not be giving them the right information so you need to ask god for wisdom uh to help you understand and to be able to put out the right information you know to them let me give you an example so um when i was <laughs> my mother will hear this now and she'll be like nena when when i was growing i, I remember there was a time um i i had asked my mom how children were born because um as the elders i saw her go to the hospital and then she'll come home with a baby of course her tummy would have been big big for a couple of months and she'll be telling me that oh your brother or your sister is inside and then uh um I, I, one day she would just go to the hospital and come back the next day with a with a baby. My mom was, uh, and she still is a very strong woman. Um, she she was one of those people who delivered uh, without any hitch to the glory of God. So she would often go to the hospital by herself and come back with a baby healthy and oftentimes not that baby herself. And then she told me that oh, um, I think once she said she she vomited the baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh god when she told me that she vomited the baby i was like really i was petrified first that a whole human being will come out from my mouth and i was as a child conceiving my own ideas on how to 
uh, how to manage that when I become an, an adult. Of course, I didn't tell her that. But over time, I then learned that, oh, no, children come out through the vagina. And uh, for some cases, they have to open the abdomen to bring the child out in the case of a cesarean operation. So nobody told me, but I, I, I wasn't really asking my mom too many questions again. <laughs> mommy sorry <laughs> but that was the consequence right and a couple of other a couple of other things and um you need to encourage your children to express themselves so i remember in the early days of sanitary towels being advertised on television um there was this item uh always sanitary towel for that women use during their menstruation and uh, <laughs> we were having dinner one night and uh, one of us i can't remember but one of my siblings had asked mommy what is this thing used for what is this thing because the adverts were so um so joyful so classy like you see many girls dancing around playing and jumping and then they will show the pad and everything and one of my siblings asked mommy what is this thing used for my mom was like eat your food The typical African parent, she said, eat your food. And that sibling of mine was like, but what is it? And then another sibling, my younger sibling, who was at the time, mm, I think he was less than six years old at the time, was very, very young, but his brain developed so quickly. Even I cannot explain how his how his brain uh, grew so fast. So that sibling of mine said, "Oh, I know. I, I will say it. I will, I will say what is useful." And my mom just <laughs> immediately stopped him, hit him. I was like, "Keep quiet. Don't say anything." My people, my people. My brother never said anything again from that moment henceforth. <laughs> he stopped talking to us about anything. As in this, my brother who was about to express uh, what he thought this item was useful. He he never, as in he stopped, he just stopped talking to us. We just realized that he wasn't sharing his thoughts. He was always by himself. He was, and he was a prima proper child. You know, he, he cultivated uh, the skill of drawing and um, art, artistic skills, uh, he, he but he was just not communicating. Now, when I come to think of it now, I, I somehow link it to some of the things that happened then when he wasn't encouraged, encouraged to express himself. Now, could my mom have handled it differently? Of course. I'm sure she handled it as best as she knew how based on her own um, upbringing and exposure at the time that, oh, children were not supposed to talk about um, certain things were considered as taboos. But that's why you are listening to this podcast and that's why God is now helping you to learn how to correct the mistakes of the past and not fall into the same mistake. Um, perhaps she could she could have said, okay, tell me what you think and heard uh, from my brother what he thought. And if it was the right information, she could have asked him where he got that information from. You know, she could have investigated more to find out how a child of about six years old or less uh, was able to know what sanitary towels are useful. Where did he get that information from? Who who else was talking to him? Who was uh, who? What was he being exposed to? So these are some of the things that you can you can um, learn when you are friends with your children. You need to encourage your children to ask you questions because if you're not asking you, chances are that they're asking someone else and you need to 
respond to those questions with wisdom. Be genuinely interested in your child. Be genuinely interested in your child. You, sometimes you see people, they are gisting on the phone with a friend from so so and so place for many hours. You know, they are, they are going out with friends and all of that. But they think the only responsibility they owe their children is just to make sure that they are well fed, well clothed, live in a safe home. They have education and they teach them how to uh, read the scriptures. They teach them proper moral upbringing. Finish. But these are human beings too. You need to gist with them. Oh, hi. How are you? Welcome. How was school today? Tell me what happened. Okay, so when you got into the class, uh, what happened? Did your friends see your new hairstyle? Did they see your new haircut? What did they say about it? Do you have any friends in school? Who sits next to you in school? You know, prompt them to tell you things. How did you spend your break time? How did you spend your lunch time? Did you enjoy the food? What did you notice about the food? Was it peppery? Was it too spicy for you? Did you taste another person's food? Did somebody taste your food? Oh, what did your teacher teach today? I think you need to find a way to um, encourage them to open up to you. Show them that you are genuinely interested in them. Oh, so what do you want to become when you grow up? Ah, mommy, I want to be a pilot. Tomorrow they tell you, oh, I want to be a soldier. A day after tomorrow they tell you, I want to be a doctor. Continue to listen. Encourage them to express themselves. What are you afraid of? Oh, mommy, I don't like this movie that we watched the other day. Oh, I don't like being in the dark. Why don't you like being in the dark? Oh, I'm afraid that something will get me. What do you think will get you? No, nothing can get you because I'm here with you. You know, even 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 when you're in the dark, you are the light of God. Your light is shining in that darkness, and darkness cannot comprehend. Darkness cannot overcome you because you are light. So don't I think you you find a way to have meaningful conversations with them. Sometimes you may be very busy and uh, they come to you because children sometimes do not respect your time. I mean, their own needs and their wants oftentimes do not give notice as to when they will come. So when those needs and wants come, they they reach out to you immediately. Even if you do not have the time, find a moment to um, help them understand that you will get back to them within XYZ time and do in fact get back to them within that time. Help them to understand why you cannot attend to them immediately. Oh, mommy is, is currently attending to some some things from the office please give me a moment and i'll come back to you is that okay um what do you need first of all you need to find out what they need because it may be something very urgent right and you don't want to dismiss it so uh, once you, if you find out that it's something urgent that you cannot treat immediately try to delegate someone who can treat it immediately and let them know that you will check on them to, to find out how that um, item is being treated and um get their feedback did this person handle it properly? Do you like the way they did it? What would you have wanted differently? Oh, I'm sorry I couldn't handle it myself this time. Uh, next time, I'll do my best to handle it. Oh, I was very busy at work. I had some mails to respond to. My boss needed something or my clients needed something, you know. So, um let your children know ultimately that they are important, that they are your priority. It is not enough for you to be working to say you are saving for their college education, you are saving for a bigger house so that they will be more comfortable, but their psychological needs are not well taken care of. Their emotional needs are not well taken care of. You need to let your children know that they are the center of your world, that they are, that they are the center of your life that you value them, you treasure them. Because the way you the way you treat them, the sense of importance that you give to them is what they are going to project to the world. If you let them know that, oh, 
they are very important to you they will not allow somebody else to mistreat them because they'll be like please do you know who i am i am i am important you know like for me let me give you an example of myself so my my parents helped me to understand from a very young age that i am priceless they helped me understand that i am very important and i remember there was a day my father said to me that nothing must happen to you you have to take care of yourself because if anything happens to you i don't know how i'm going to how i'm going to handle that so everything i did from that moment henceforth ah i always put my parents into consideration oh how will my parents react if, if they hear that i did this how will they react if they find out that so and so thing happened to me oh what will happen to my parents if if this and that happened so I, I began to take them into consideration in every action, in every inaction, in every decision that I made. So the way you let your parents, uh, the way you, you as a parent help your children to understand um, how important they are to you is how they would also um, project you in their life in the future. So you see a lot of the times uh, some parents uh, dismiss their children at a young age and then as they are growing older, as the parents are growing older, and maybe they don't have any work to do anymore, they are now retired, they now expect that child who they were not talking to, who they were not gisting with, who they were not spending time with, they expect that child to come and be spending time with them. It's not possible now. You can't put something or nothing. So when you were, uh, when you were, when they needed you, all you did was to provide material things. Guess what? As you grow older, that's what they will also probably be doing. They will send you money. They will send you gifts. They would uh, make sure that you are physically comfortable, but they will just not be there for you. They will just not be there to converse with you. And that is what you probably need the most at that, at that later stage of your life. Not to talk of what they would have missed out and how they would have suffered you know, from your absence as a friend. So please uh, remember that being uh, a parent is it's, it's beyond being a parent, it's beyond being a provider. You also have to aim to be a trustworthy friend to your child. Excuse me. I have a bad cold. <laughs> Now, our fifth point is for you to model Christianity to your child. Model Christianity to your children indeed. You are the first Bible that your child is going to read. You are the first Bible that your child will ever read. Yes, so it's beyond the book itself. It's your physical attributes, your actions, your inactions, the way you live your life. If you are a liar, if you are a cheat, if you are a morose, antagonistic person, if you are everything that is contrary to what the Christ, what what the what the scriptures represent to what christ represents hmm. don't be surprised that even if you take that child to church every day every day every day that they will just derail on the other hand if you are you are um, extremely pious to the extent that people trample on you. You, 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 you are cold, but you say that you are, how do I put it? Like you are unfriendly in your bid to be a Christian. You are so unfriendly. Uh, you are so cold. You are not a warm person. There's no sense of life. You make Christianity look very difficult. Mm-mm. They're not going to, they're not going to want to 
to be that. Yeah, because whatever you, whatever they see in you, is what will give them an idea of what they should desire. So, excuse me, you have to be determined to represent Christ properly in your child's life. You have to teach your children how to pray and how to study the word. Teach them the principle of Christianity and all that God stands for. You know. Um, beyond how you live your life showing them the example um that you also need to teach them how to be the example that that you are and remember we talked about encouraging your children to ask questions right so if they have questions on how you are living your life they should be able to ask you mommy why do you behave like this daddy why do you do this um what happened when you did so so and so they are they are probing they want to know if that is what they should decide to become if they should decide to avoid that as well so uh, and and you teaching them to say okay uh it's not just about saying come let us pray you need to teach them how to pray and sometimes teaching them how to pray is when you have done it for some time you tell them how to do it and then you allow them to do it and when they when they when they um when they do it do not laugh at them for example you tell a child to pray and the child is just like in jesus name amen oh lord we thank you today in jesus name amen oh lord uh, take care of us today in jesus name amen you do not come and start correcting them to say oh you should have done it like this you should have done it like that what to do is next time you pray and then you allow the child to pray again so continuously continuously show them what to do as in by being the example by being the example and um if you notice that they're not getting the message right then one day you can sit them down and say uh honey when you want to pray you need to start by uh, praising God, you know, you know, God is your creator, right? You know, it's God that created you and I, you know, God created the entire universe. So we have to thank him first for the breath of life. We need to thank him for who he is. We need to praise him. Then we, we need to ask him to help us to do the right things, help us to be the way he wants. You know, so you, as, as you are telling this, and if they may not get it right immediately, but with love and gentle, um, gentle teaching and correction, correction with love, not the kind of, kind of correction that you want to embarrass them. Say, is that the way I taught you how to do it the other day? You will never listen. You don't learn. You're too slow in learning. Well, they, once you do that, they just begin to, um, um, somehow dislike the idea of praying. And before you know it, it impacts on their overall life. So, you need to teach your children the, the principles of Christianity. Now, you cannot teach them if you don't know. And these days, there are lots and lots of resources that you can learn from. You have podcasts, you have YouTube messages, you have messages on social media, you have the message you receive in church, you have the scriptures itself, you have the Holy Spirit to guide you. So if you don't know, do not be shy to ask God to help you to know, to learn, to understand, so that in knowing and in understanding, you are able to put that message out there to your child. What are the principles of Christianity? What's the principle of salvation? What is the what was the principle of faith? What does it mean to have faith? What was the meaning of love? What does it mean to be patient? We go so I mean you, you need to understand understand the principles, understand the essence of why you believe what you believe, so that you can also pass that knowledge up. Uh, onto your child now you need to also take your child to church do not say christianity is in the heart 
Do not say, oh, it's enough for you to just practice Christianity. You need to take them to church and monitor how they attend service. So these days you have children's church, which is good. It helps to ensure that the children, that the, that the adults concentrate, right? But you also need to find out what they are teaching them in children's church. You need to find out uh, how they behave in children's church. Are they attentive? So when you get home, one of the things you can do is to ask them, so what did you learn in church today? Who taught you? Oh, what did the person say? Let them now download to you what they have learned. And if they have questions, let them ask. Or you can even think that you don't understand something and ask them questions and find out uh, what they think about what they have been taught in church. So model that to them. Uh, I always say to people that um, the church may be a hospital where people go to get well, but you need it. You need to continuously go there to also help to refine you and help you to be stronger. There's a reason why they call it service, right? (laughs) So, you know, when you have a car, you take the car for regular servicing. Um, You have to change the engine oil, you have to change the oil filter and all of that. The same way we have to go to church regularly so that our souls can be serviced all that we have been through in the previous days or hours um, the word just filters through helps to refine helps to solidify and make us better help us to be more like christ so it's very important for you to go to church and it's very important for you to take your child to church now don't be careless with your child uh, consider your children in choosing the neighborhood where you live in and who you let to, to live in your house. We have talked about this before. Be careful not to expose your children to danger and learn to believe your child and discreetly discreetly investigate when in doubt. This is very important. Um, you have to be careful not to dismiss what your children are saying to you because once you begin to dismiss them, once you begin to disbelieve and air your disbelief of what they are saying to you, chances are that they will stop talking to you. So if a child, if your child is saying something to you, even if you do not believe it, just listen and thank them for the information they've given. Now discreetly, without them knowing, investigate to find out if what they have told you is true or false. And if you find out that it is false, then you can come back to them and ask them to repeat what they had told you before and let them know that, okay, from your investigations, you discover that what they told you is not right and ask them how they want you to deal with the fact that you, that, that they have lied to you. What would you want them to do? I mean, what, what would they want you to do? What would they want you to do about the lie that they have told? Let them come up with the solutions themselves. Oftentimes, they may not be able to say anything. They may be so embarrassed. And you let them know that, look, that you really would want to believe what, uh, what, what they are saying to you. And you, you, you trust them. And you do not want to lose that trust. You don't want them to lose that trust. So you would like them to tell you the truth at all times regardless of how painful or bitter it is you like them to tell them you you like them to tell you the truth so that you both can decide on how to handle the truth and get the best out of it as you have to as much as possible encourage your child to trust you first encourage your child to trust you first and that's why you see that for some parents that have succeeded in doing this um most times when people uh, are looking for the truth about something, they go to the parent to ask because they know that the child will more often than not, even when that child has become an adult, 
give that information to the to the parent. So you you need to um you need to as much as possible believe your child. And you know we have talked about handling the information that they give to you in in confidence. So your child has uh, given you uh, information. You don't want to go out there just announcing it to the world. For example, your child tells you something, and then um tomorrow in front of everybody you're like ah this person said so so and so thing to me unknown to you you have already breached the trust that that child has for you and they may not put out any information to you again voluntarily in the future so i think we've said a lot about that and finally um just to uh, cap all that we have said please pray to god for the grace to love and raise your children the way that they should be loved and raised. Only God in heaven can help you to do this. And he has given us his scriptures as a guide and he has also given us his Holy Spirit as a guide to help us to, um, in all things, not just in raising children, he has given us these resources as a guide to help us in all things. And I encourage you to take the full benefit of the word, take the full benefit of the Holy Spirit and follow the directions of the the word and the holy spirit now in our past episode the uh, immediate episode before this one we talked about um the directives for 2023 2024 and uh, the third directive was to allow the holy spirit to control your life it is when the holy spirit controls your life that he then births his fruits he births his fruits in you and that fruit you will definitely need all of them in raising your child and i would say finally 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 be determined to stay alive and healthy so that you can be there for all the seasons of your child that is very important nobody can raise your child better than you yourself can so you have to stay alive and healthy be be be, be alive mentally spiritually emotionally be financially alive please find something to do 2024 is the year that you should not be idle just depending on somebody else for you to survive no find something to do your hands God has blessed you with two hands. Please find something to do with those hands. If you do not have, um, even if it means doing something menial for you to be able to earn income, for you to take care of your responsibilities, you have to be sure that you are mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally alert and healthy and financially capable for you to be there to raise your child this year to the glory of God. Thank you so much for listening. May God bless you. And I pray that these words that you have heard today, God uses them to nurture your heart, your life, and um, raise godly seeds for you, for him, and for the entire generations to come in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you. And this finally concludes our entire series for parenting. Thank you. God bless you. Watch out for our next episode. Bye-bye.